abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask, imagine, consider, contemplate, because God is able. Whatever your life is like right now, whatever's going on in your journey, whatever struggles you may have, we can come to God and God sees, He cares, He has a plan. Do you know what? God has a plan. We may not understand how we can get from A to B, from A to Z sometimes. But our God who is able, He's able to direct our steps as we put our trust in Him. The steps of a good man, the Bible says, they are ordered of the Lord. And though we sometimes fail in the journey of our life, how we outwork our journey, He remains faithful even when we fall short or we make mistakes. He remains faithful. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro upon the face of the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are walking upright before him. Today, as we pray, as we hear his word, I'm just asking the Lord, and when we did this earlier and when we were praying for the meeting this morning, that something within, that the Spirit of God within your heart will just connect with Him as a supernatural connection, a supernatural divine connection, that our heart will be connected to His, that our spirit will be connected to His, spirit under spirit, deep under deep. Something will connect. And that the God of the ages will become the Father, the spiritual Father of our life that we would encounter the living God. We would encounter Him in all His glory, His wonder. Why can I pray that? Why can I believe for that? Because where two or three are gathered in His name, there am I in the midst. So Father, this morning we bow our knee before You and we humble ourselves in this room to the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask, think, or imagine. We bow our knee to you, and Father, we say, your will be done on earth as you've willed it to be in heaven. Not my will, but yours be done. Father, we yield to you. In this room, every one of us, right now, just yield to the things of the Spirit. Open up your heart. Lift up your hands. Begin to uh, open up your heart to Him. If you've never lifted your hands in church before, feel free to do so. If, if, if it's strange to you, then feel free to stand as you are. But let's surrender our lives before Him today. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus. Here in this place today, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus, all. It's a big word, isn't it? All three letters, but it means everything. All to Jesus. Your plans for the future, all to Jesus, I surrender. Your marriage, all to Jesus, I surrender. Those difficulties, those temptations, those habits, those things that hold and keep a hold of your life, all to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus.
Holy Spirit, come in this place today and have your way. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in the journey of our life. Have your way in this community. Have your way in our neighborhoods. Father, we pray for a sovereign move of God. But Lord, may it start with me. May it start in the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. Open our eyes that we may see you. Open our eyes that we may perceive what you did for us at the cross. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may see Jesus. may surrender to him. Come, Holy Spirit. Fall in power. Fall in power. In every heart, in every life in this room. Touched by you. Touched by your Holy Spirit. In this holy moment. In this holy moment. Lord, we yield our lives to you. In Jesus' name. Have your way. Have your way. All to you. All to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm going to share a picture that we had as we were praying before the start, the meeting over in the Karen Hands room. And it was a picture of what would look like a whirlwind or a, a, a whirlpool. And everything around, everything beyond the center was being pulled and gravitated. You know when you pull the plug on, the, on your bath, if you've got a good drainage system, and it starts to turn and twirl and, and, and a vortex is created as it sucks everything and pulls everything in. I saw a picture of that exact thing taking place here in this community, in this church, that we are the funnel and everything on the outside is being drawn, that God is going to draw things from the outside and he's going to bring them closer and closer to this vortex that he's at the center of. And I just believe that we're on the cusp of something powerful, unique, something that is different, something that the world doesn't have that is very precious, and we do have it. So my prayer in, in that sense is, God, if you're going to do something new and something powerful, and you're going to use us as a community of believers... Let's not allow man or flesh to get in the way of what God wants to do next. Let unity, let God's heart be the heart of his house in every one of our lives. Amen. Amen. Going to pray for Andy. Uh, well, we've got a praise report from Sally about Andy. And uh, 
you know, he's, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen an incredible turnaround and things are beginning to, to come into, into gathered and, and sta- stability, which is absolutely fantastic. So we're going to continue to pray for Andy and, and see God breaking through in his life. Um, I'd like us to pray for Matt, um, Matt Ellis's dad or Maria Ellis's husband. Um, he's in hospital at the moment and they have no idea what's wrong but he's significantly unwell and um, we're going to pray for him this morning many of you may not know him um, but uh, he's just a giant he's six foot nine six foot ten of a guy um, but he's 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 just nearing the end of his life in that sense I guess but God can break through in this situation give wisdom to those who are looking after him at this time father we thank you Lord that you're the God of the ages you're the God who watches. You're the God who cares. And you're the God who heals. So today, Father, we stand before you and we thank you, Lord, for Marie's hus- Maria's husband. Lord, that you would be with him, that you would strengthen every part of his physical being. And Father, we pray your healing power, heaven's touch, upon his life. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reports that we're going to hear that you've moved mightily on his behalf for healing and health and restoration to their lives. Lord, also for Andy, Lord, that you continue to minister health and strength, but also breakthroughs in his life, I pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word as we released your word this morning. Lord, I pray that it would land on our heart in Jesus name amen amen fantastic if you'd like to take your seats thank you so much worship team um, if this is um, and welcome um, to to those that we haven't seen on the on the journey it's lovely to have you back with us this morning and um, each week we're seeing new faces or um, faces returning. So absolutely fantastic. Lovely to have you with us. And um, we just trust over the next weeks and months we'll continue to see uh, new faces with us. Um, we do have a couple of announcements to make this morning. Um, next Sunday, we, we, we're trying to work with our kids' church teams. Our kids' church teams are um, quite stretched at the moment, and that's down to... Uh, the amount of kids um, and not so many workers. So we're working on plans how we can make things work better for the team. Um, so as of the first Sunday in every month, we will be having a family service, which means all the kids will be in here, all the kids' workers will be in here, and that gives them at least one Sunday off a month. Um, so that's going to be really excited, exciting. Um, if, if you have an aversion to little voices making a lot of noise, feel free to, to bring earplugs because I'm sure they'll bring a little bit of volume to the room. Um, we're going to do a little bit less um, praise and worship and a little shorter message. Um, and we're going to have a few more faces on stage just to keep the youngsters' um, sort of attention span. You know, I, know t- I was going to say children have an attention span of less than me, but I don't have a long attention span on some things. Um, but, you know, kids these days have the shortest attention span, so we're going to keep humans 
bodies moving on the stage to keep them occupied, not, not juggling or anything like that, but we'll just try and keep them occupied with a different face. So, and, and it's also Kids Church graduation next Sunday, um, which happens to coincide together. So we're going to do graduation as well as um, the family service next week. So we're looking forward to that, and it's going to be every first Sunday of the month. Uh, we're also going to do communion next week, and it's going to be our first time of doing communion, um, and it will be in a little individual pot, um, those individual pots will be placed either at the table as you walk in to grab one when you come in, or they will put, put on the chairs um, by someone wearing gloves, just so that you're aware. All right, we're going to do everything as COVID-friendly, um, and so that you're at rest in being able to take communion together as well. So uh, there's a couple of things. Um, Soul Winner Boot Camp starts this Tuesday with Pastor Andy. Um, if you've not signed up and you'd like to, please see the email that goes out tomorrow. I trust. No. Or, Bank holiday, all the emails have gone back. <laughs> Go back on a Monday previous and you'll see that um, um, there are emails that have gone out. And men, men in the room, um, we're going away, growling at me. We're going away um, in October as a men's um, group uh, for a men's advance. Um, I would love to take a whole group of guys uh, with me um, you know, I'm really shy, and when I go away, I, ha I hate it when I'm on my own and I don't know anyone. So I'd love for you to come along with us. Um, sign up. Sign up. Online, on the app. Claire's going to send out emails this afternoon so that she doesn't have to work tomorrow. Thank you, Claire. That is very kind. So, yeah, just keep an eye on it. But guys, you know, sign up nice and quick. That way I know who's coming with me. That would be great. And also, just so that you're aware... Um, like we've not talked about the offering as such over the last few weeks. We've not taken up an offering since we've been back, and that's now three and a half months. Um, but we will start doing live in-person offerings as you go out the doors next week. Um, so if you have been saving up your tithe and offering under the mattress week after week, um, please let us know and we can get a, a, a dustbin if we need to. Um, or, or we'll use the normal buckets and you can put in bucket falls over the next few weeks, however you want to do it. Um, but we would like to encourage you to carry on giving by standing order or online because it actually makes life very much easier for our finance team. So that's all happening next week. It's like it's almost like the, the start of everything in, a, in, in, in some new ways. So we're looking forward to it and it should be fun. Working with children and animals, they say never do, but I'm sure it will be fun. Kids' church graduation is always fun. I'll let, that, let the kids' church do that rather than me. Fantastic. Okay, so we are actually on week four uh, of looking at this subject of God is able. And um, just, I don't know about what it's been doing for you, but it's just been an all-encompassing thought. If you've not been here in person, um, please go on the, the website or on the app and you can download the messages and you can have a look and a listen to those. Um, that way you, you'll be kept up to speed of what's been happening. But if you haven't, um, today's message is independent in, in that sense. So you'll catch up and, and you'll know what's happening. But I think the last three weeks have just been absolutely brilliant. And looking at the God in whom we serve, who is immeasurably bigger and immeasurably able to do more than what we could ever ask, think, or imagine is just something quite incredible. It's beyond words, as, as Camille, I think, said earlier. You know, how can we describe God with a dictionary? You know, he invented every word there was, and it's not, it's not sufficient. So it's, it's hard. 
But this word in the Greek, or uh, yeah, in the Greek or the Latin, sorry, is omnipotent, and the omnipotence of God, describing His ability and power, His ability to do and to His power to create and be, is just absolutely beyond human comprehension. And, and we've got to recognize and remember that his bigness is far bigger than any of our problems. Or, let's put it this way, his bigness is bigger than all of our problems. And all of their problems. And all of the world problems, God's bigger than all of them. And when you think of how big your problems are, you think, God's good. And then you combine us all together, and then you combine all of them together. He's, he's more than able to deal with what you're going through. Isn't that good news? God is able to deal with more than what you're going through because he actually holds the whole world in his hands and in his ability. We need to remember that when we're going through stuff, and this is the hard part, when we go through stuff, it's easy to forget how big God is and how big our problems are. Remember our molehills suddenly become mountains. Because perspective begins to change. We begin to see things out of the pressure or out of the problem or out of what your hurt is or the problem that you're facing is. All of a sudden, the, the molehill that was there suddenly becomes the mountain. And yet God still says, speak to the mountain because if you speak to the mountain in faith, the mountain will move. So our God who created the mountains has given us the power to deal with the mountains that come in our life. In times of trouble... God is standing by us. He's standing with us. In fact, God is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you think we are containers of God, we contain the living God. He lives in us. He walks with us. And he's actually already gone before us in life's journey. He's already in your tomorrows. Well, beyond your tomorrows, because he is from eternity past to eternity future. That is our God. No wonder we can trust him in every part of the journey of our life. That's why I wrote these down. There is no prayer too hard for him to answer. There is no problem too hard for him to fulfill or promise too great for him to fulfill. There is no need too great for him not to supply. There is no temptation that is too powerful for him to deliver us from. There is no misery too deep that he cannot relieve and bring hope in. Why? Because all things are possible to him who believes. Again, there's that word all. It's just three letters and yet it covers every aspect. All things are possible. Your husband who's not saved or walking with God. Your wife who's struggling with a health issue. Or your children that are gone wayward. There is nothing that is beyond his reach or ability to do. Remember, there's a huge difference between us who are fallible or human and subject to fail. And God who is infallible, who is almighty, who is El Shaddai, who is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. God is awesome compared to our natural ability. But very often we just view him through the natural ability. We see him because we, we, we see him like we see others. Sometimes we look at others and they fail us and we think God will fail us. He said, I've never failed. 
We, we, we look at others and through the natural eye and they may not have kept their word, but God will always keep his word. Oh, there's a big difference. But let's take our eyes off of what we know and keep our eyes fixed on the one in whom we do know. Last week we looked at he is able to keep his promises. Today I want us to look at he is able to fulfill every prayer that we pray as long as it's according to his will. You know, the key is, let's pray according to his will, or let's pray according to his word. If we pray according to his word, we are praying his will. If we're praying his will, we know that he hears us and he will answer those prayers. So today we're going to look at the promises, or the the prayer promises of God's word. Because if when we pray, I want to build such a confidence in your heart that when you pray, God hears and not only does he hear and sit there, you know, we may think he just sits there waiting, thinking, oh, I'll see how, how long you trust me for or how long you're prepared to wait for. No, God is willing to answer our prayers as long as they're backed up by his word. So this morning, we're going to look at that thought today together. In Jeremiah 33, this is one of the class scriptures of the Bible when it comes down to pray. Jeremiah 33, 3, it says this, call to me, and I will answer you. That's a pretty good promise, isn't it? You know, whenever you call, to call upon God, what does he say? And I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I know the screen has got a different version up there and I forgot to change it. My apologies to the team. Call to me and I will answer you. Whenever you pray, in those moments of desperation, in those moments of guilt and shame, in those moments when you don't know where else to turn and you've tried everything else and you turn then to God. When you call to me, I will answer. Guess what? God is waiting for you and I to call to him. He's waiting to hear from you. He's desperate to hear your cry and your prayer and your desire to communion with him. He's desperate for that. Call to me. And I will answer so many things come to mind. We pray, Lord, help me, and we get on with our day. Lord, God, protect me, and we get on with our day. We don't even give him a chance to answer. He may say, we we may pray, Lord, protect me today. We're just about to move, and we wait. And he says, don't go the normal way to work, unless you want a flat tire. But we don't. We're off, and we're going. Call to me and I will answer you. What, what, is, what does God want to say? What is it he wants to communicate with us? Do we give him time to speak? I just really want to encourage us. To, you know, these are just rabbit holes. I could go down each of these, but I'm the, I, I want to stick to the thought. Because there are so many people in the Bible who prayed. They prayed prayers and, and we can learn and glean from their prayers. And there's a man in the Bible, many of you would know, called Elijah. And Elijah was in a situation and he prayed. And he prayed that the earth, it would stop raining. It's like, when it comes to summer, I pray, Lord, let it stop raining. You know, I, I'd like a decent summer. I'd like, you know, not, not 90 degrees. I don't, I'm not, but 70, 75 all summer long would be beautiful. I could go fishing and enjoy it. But Elijah prayed that it would not rain on the earth for three and a half years. It's like, can you imagine having that, that ability, that connection with God, that, that you know you're walking with, you, 
God Almighty who is able to answer a prayer like that. The problem is you and I perhaps would pray the wrong things. Lord, that bloke at work, he just gives me nothing but aggro. Lord, just take him out. I mean, just sack him. Just whatever it takes, just get him out of my life. We would pray the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? But actually, when we pray according to God's word, let me go back to that, not out of our carnal thinking, we pray according to God's word. He will answer those prayers, no matter how big and how powerful and how amazing they would be. And Elijah, he prays. And, and, and there's another moment in Elijah's life, and he's, he's challenging 450 false prophets of Baal. And, and he turns around and said, look, you know, let, let's have a competition. Let's have a, let's, I'm going to make a deal with you. Let's see whose God is actually God in this situation. Because if your God answers by fire, then let's all worship him. But if my God answers by fire, then you need to bow down and worship him. There's this moment like, you know, but he had such a confidence in who he was and his God that he was able to answer this prayer. And, and when you think... Um, uh, the, the Baal, the, they, when they, when, when they had some horrible practices, I won't go into detail because there are little ones in the room. They had some horrible practices, and and uh, their young firstborn male uh, would be put on this altar to sacrifice by fire. So he, they were challenging them by a god that they believed would answer by fire in this situation. So they built their altar. And they put the sacrifice on it. And they danced around this altar for however long and nothing happened. And then they, they, they started to do all sorts of other things to, 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 to appease their God so that he would answer before. Nothing worked. Absolutely nothing. And I can just imagine Elijah looking at this situation thinking, you're, you're a bunch of Muppets. Look, just just just." If you knew the God who answers by fire, you wouldn't be doing all this works. I wonder how many of us pray by works. But it's not works, it's relationship. Elijah had a relationship with God. That, and, and he said, look, okay, guys, we've been in a famine for three and a half years. Water is at a, at a premium right now. But what I want you to do is I want you to get 12 barrels of water and now I want you to pour it on the altar I want you to pour it all over the sacrifice I want you to drench what's here because my God's going to answer by fire you imagine that kind of confidence it's like when your work colleague turns around and said oh I've got a headache you got a choice do you believe the God who answers by fire or is it just head knowledge because the if you're going to answer by fire, you, you step in there and say, I'll pray for that need right now. If you allow me, I'll pray. See, it's, it's taken the bold. This is, what, this is the bold step that Elijah has taken in, amongst 400 and, 450 prophets of Baal. He's saying, look, I have an absolute confidence in my God that my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask or imagine. And he will answer by fire. Twelve barrels of water, scarce water, has just been poured all over the altar. Then he prays. Not only was the sacrifice burnt to shreds, but it licked up all the water that was poured on the offering. That's the God you serve. 
That's the power of prayer that we have. What are we doing with what we believe? What are, are, do, we just, do we just go through semantics? Do we just do, do church because it's the right thing to do? Or we're hedging our bets that if we do the right thing, we'll get to heaven. Or do we really believe this? Is this the life-changing power of God at work in our life? Because I believe it is. And he prayed. And an impossible situation. You, know, you can't get much harder than that, can you? You know, these guys have tried it, it didn't work. Now we pour water all over it, and it's one against 450. The odds aren't good, but God. See, when you've got but God in the middle of it, when you've got God on your side, it doesn't matter how many are against you, there are more for you. We were again reminded of that when we were praying about the, the, when, when Elijah was there and, and it was him and his servant and they looked out the, uh, out the tent and it was like, oh no, the enemies are all around us. And uh, Elijah, prays and says, oh, Elijah prays and says, open his eyes that he may see, opened his eyes and then he saw the hills full of armies, the armies of the living God. There are more for us than there are against us. Let's remember that in the journey of our life. When you think everybody's against me, Remember, there are more for you than there are against you. There are more. The heavenly hosts that you don't see, there are more for you than there are in this world against you. Oh, Lord, open our eyes that we would comprehend that. Another situation where, where prayer, incredible amount of prayer was, was manifest is in the book of Acts. And it's that moment when Peter is in prison. It's that moment when he's there and, and, and he's just been arrested and he's been thrown into prison. This is, a, this is just a, a difficult moment, an impossible situation. He's now been chained between two guards and he's in the innermost part of the prison. And you think, how? How, how, is, how can God get him out of this? It's an impossible situation. He's facing execution. Herod, Agrippa which is the grandson of Herod the Great, he's just, he's, he, previous to this, he's just arrested James, Jesus' half-brother, and he's executed him with the sword. Now, Peter's the prized prisoner. It's like, we'll get rid of James, the next one is Peter. And Peter's there in prison, awaiting what would be the execution. In this moment, guess what happens? The church begin to pray. Isn't that exciting? It, it wasn't one or two. The church. See, when we know the power of prayer, when we know what prayer can do, I get, why, why would you not be at a prayer meeting? Why would you not spend the first 20 minutes or five minutes of your day praying? Why would you not get to a connect group and be with each other and pray for one another? What does this look like? They heard that Peter was now in prison. What would happen if they arrested me? What would happen tomorrow? You know, I, I get home, it's like, oh, great, we're going to have a roast. Well, I doubt it, not, not on a Sunday. That's a thing of the past, isn't it? Um, I, I'll have baked beans on toast or something like that. Any offers? I'll be right. No. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. That, that, what happens if I go home and I get arrested? It's like, Pastor Jeff's in prison. Should we go to pray? Nah, it'd be all right. It'd only be a day he's in there. No, no. 
would we come out and pray? Or if it was Archie or, 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 or Stephen, well, what would we as the church do? You, only you can answer that for you. Maybe I'm too busy. I've got work later. Oh, it's a bit of an inconvenience. So I'd like to have an afternoon off. Oh, but I'm in prison. It, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What would we do? You can answer this for you. I, I don't, please don't shout out your answer because <laughs> that could just, just hurt me. Or I could be so encouraged. It depends where it goes, I guess. But the key... Pardon? <laughs> it, but it, it's, it, you can answer that question. If prayer is that powerful, when they heard, um, Acts chapter 12, verse 5, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I love this, constant prayer. Now, it doesn't mean that everyone was in the room all at one time. But there was constant prayer. Maybe it was that row that did the first four hours and this row that did the next four hours and this row that did the next and then this one that, because it's, it's got Charles and, and Juliet in it and they did the next 10. You know, <laughs> what would that look like? And there's this rotor of prayer. Why constant prayer was being offered up? Because they knew that they needed to pray. They needed to see God move. Even Peter was in the darkest part of the prison. He was shackled between two guards. There were guards set at the next door. There were guards set at the courtyard. There were guards everywhere. Why? Because he was their prized prisoner. They did not want Peter to get away. You know, we sing songs like Waymaker. I love that song and, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you know, I believe there's certain sounds from heaven that I think, yes, that's a good. But listen to the words. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. But what in your situation, my situation, when it doesn't look like it's changing, do we have that constant faith knowing that even though I don't see it, I know that you're moving? Even when I don't hear it, I know that you're moving. Even when I don't see change, I don't feel change, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like anything's moving, I know that you are. Is that where we are in our life? I just want to keep challenging you and challenging you. I want to bring out the gold in your life. I want to bring out the, the nuggets of truth that, that you lay hold of in the midst of trouble. Because when we lay hold of God, like the church did, they are constant, pressing in, pressing through, and not stopping until they see the answer. You know, we, I have prepared this. We, we, we have got a prayer meeting on the first of every month, on a Wednesday night. You know, this Wednesday is our prayer meeting. And, you know, I'm, we're going to be praying about the situation in Afghanistan. We're going to be praying about moving forward um, in, in autumn and what COVID could look like and protection over the congregation. We're going to be praying about this community and seeing a move of God in this area. We're going to be praying for our government, for wisdom in the choices and the decisions that they need to make. We're going to be praying for the next year's students who are going into college or going into school, moving up into senior school, going in to do exams that they've not now had two years to understand what that would look like. We're going to be praying 
put it out there. We're going to be praying. No matter how many are here, we're going to believe and press through and see something happen. But hey, it'd be great to have many here with us. Listen to, I'm just going to read this whole story or the, the next few parts in Peter's life here. Acts chapter 12, verse 7. Then it says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. You know, the church are praying. God is moving. No one sees anything happening. But God is moving. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And the light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side. I could break this down and and do 10 weeks on this. Number one, what if he was chained between two prisoners and there was a brilliant light that shone in the room, those prisoners, those, those prison wardens must have slept incredibly soundly. I believe God just rocked them into a lullaby and sent them fast asleep because a brilliant light came in that room and they didn't see it. But Peter did. And then, well, Peter didn't see the light. Actually, the angel had to boot him in the side. You know, there's a few people I'd like to do that too. You know, just come on, wake up and get, get, get going. Get alive. Get excited about your faith. Get excited about this Christianity. If Jesus is coming home, come on, get, get, believe it. You know what I'm saying? You, you may be one of those I'd like to give a kick to, but it's in love. Okay, I, I mean it in love. <laughs> I don't want to look at anyone now. <laughs> But the angel said, get up. Does the angel of the Lord need to come alongside you and give you a kick and say, come on, believe it. This is real. This is true. This is what I gave my life for. But you know what? There are people who are stuck in their prison. Stuck in their prison. That's the true reality. And we do need God to come along and say, hey, come on, arise. But we're stuck in our prison. Just like Peter was stuck in his. I want to I challenge you. Arise from that prison. Because God's got so much more for your life. You know, I, I found out last week that people watch me. It's like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> people watch me. They watch me worship. They watch me how I am with God. They watch my connection to God. It's like, they told me, they watch me. It's like, are you stalking me? No, it's only in the church. Uh, I'm not on Facebook, so they can't stalk me anywhere, so that's fine. But they watch me in church, and they said this to me, and I thought, wow. But you know what? People watch you. They're watching how you respond. They're watching how you connect with God. They're watching how you worship him. Is he worth everything? Is he worth absolute surrender? Because that's, that's what lifting our hands is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, Josh, come here, quick. <laughs> Point the gun at you. No, don't be silly now. <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> oh, there you go. That is surrender. He's a bank manager. All right? Bank manager, looking like that? No. (laughs) It's about surrender. Thank you, Josh. Are we surrendered in worship? Are we, do we surrender? I'm not going off, but rabbit holes, rabbit holes everywhere this morning. Do we surrender to the God who loves us and gave himself for us? Do we honor him in our words, in our actions? In our finance, 
Do we give to God where he says, if you give to me, I rebuke the devourer on your behalf? Do we honor him? Do we honor his word? Or do we stay in our prisons? Oh, I can't give God a tenth because there won't be enough to provide for the rest. You're in a prison of doubt because God has said he will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. And then he says, prove me now. Prove me now that I will not provide for you. We are in a prison of doubt. I don't know whether God will answer my prayer. God will. You're in a prison. You're in a prison that's kept you captive. A prison of temptation. These are all prisons that can keep us locked in. But God is saying, come on. He's sending his angel. Or he's sending a mouthpiece. I'll be your mouthpiece today, Lord. I'm here to give you a kick. Gently. Lovingly. Get out of your prison. Get out of the thing that's locked you down. Get out of that place that's held you captive. Let me read the rest of it. Like I say, I could keep on going and going. Then the angel struck Peter on the side to awaken him and said, hurry up. There you go. Don't wait for next week. Hurry up. Do this. Get on the program with God. Hurry up. Let's go. Instantly, the chains fell off his wrist. Remember, he's chained to two other guys. The angel told him, get dressed, put on your sandals, bring your cloak and follow me. Peter quickly left the cell. Come on, church. Let's quickly leave our cell. Let's do it quickly. Let's leave that which has held us in captivity. Peter quickly left his cell and he followed the angel, even though he thought it was only a dream or a vision, for it seemed unreal. He couldn't believe it when uh, he couldn't believe it was really happening. And they walked unseen past the first guard post and then the second before coming to the iron gate that leads to the city. And the gate swung open all by itself right in front of them. What was happening in the background? There was a church who were praying. They didn't see anything happening. They hadn't heard anything happening, but they were praying and believing. When we pray, when we believe, when we stand on the promises of God, there are things happening around the world that we will never see, we will never hear about, but we will pray and see it happen. We will pray and God will see that it happens, more like. And they walked past the first and they walked past the second and the gate swung open by itself. Those areas where we need breakthrough. This is a, this is a breakthrough scripture. Areas where you need to see breakthrough. The door opened by itself. God opened the door. If, we need, if you need to see breakthrough in your life, God will open a door that no man can shut. And they went out of the city and they were walking down a narrow street. And when all of a sudden the angel disappeared... And then that's when Peter realized that he wasn't having a dream. And he said to himself, this is really happening. Can you imagine that moment? Just put yourself in his situation. The Lord sent his angel to rescue me from the clutches of Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned for me. In every situation and every circumstance, when we face issues, let's pray. Let's always turn to him first. Him first, not the doctor, not the, not the lawyer, not the, not the, uh, the, the counselor. Him first. 
And then Acts, two, uh, Acts, 12, verse two, uh, Acts 12, verse 12, it says this, And when he realized what had happened, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark, where many believers were gathered together and were praying continually and had been praying all night. Nothing is impossible with the God who is limitless, unfailing, and all-powerful. There is nothing too hard for him. And I'm going to pray what I would say is one of the hardest prayers to pray for a person to respond to, and that's the prayer of salvation. Why? Because the enemy of your soul would do everything within his power to keep you from a relationship with God. But you know what? The easiest way to connect to God is to pray this one simple prayer. And I'm going to ask you to pray it with me and alongside me this morning. Why do, I, why do, I, why do we ask people to pray this prayer? Because if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. Connected to God brought into the family of God, brought into relationship with him, where your prayers will be heard and answered, where he is with you and will never leave you, where there is eternity with him rather than an eternity without him. I'll tell you what, the best decision I ever made in my life was to give my life to him. And my joy is to see people giving their life to him as well. So we're going to pray together. Let's all pray nice and loud. Um, there may be someone praying it for the first time. They may be praying uh, and coming back to God. Or you may be just praying a recommitment to him. Let's pray together. Jesus, I come to you this morning. And I thank you. You are almighty God. And yet you've asked us to call you Father. Today, Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you that you gave yours for me when you died upon a cross. When you took my sin, you took my mistakes, and you gave me new life. I receive that new life today. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. While every head is bowed and every eye closed. This is what the Bible would say is the valley of decision, this moment of decision in our heart. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and to take away your sins and mistake, and you've prayed that prayer sincerely in your heart, I'm just going to ask you to do something very simple. I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to pop up your hand and pop it straight back down. One, two, three. If you prayed that prayer this morning, just pop up your hand, then you can pop it back down. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else in this room this morning? You prayed that prayer. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. It's going to count down from five. If there's anybody else in this room, feel free to pop up your hand. Five, four, three, two. Thank you, I see that hand. I'm going to pause on a one because there could be somebody else in this room. You're saying, oh, it's a battle. I don't know whether to. I don't. Should I, shouldn't I? I've got one second left. Yes, you could do it next week, but why not today? 
Is there anybody else in this room? Got one second left. One. Father, I pray for everyone that's acknowledged you, everyone that's been challenged by your word. I pray today, Father, that you would continue to bring this word back to our remembrance and encourage us to be a praying people, believing and seeing the awesome power of God at work in our lives. Father, I thank you for those that have responded to you today. Father, I pray that you would just bring an encouragement and and such incredible love to flood them, that sense of forgiveness, that sense of cleansing. Father, I thank you that you carried our sin so that we wouldn't have to. In Jesus' name, amen.